0: The birthplace of talk
1: radio. see all
0: these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. Oh my gosh.
1: Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. Yeah. I apologize for that. All right, go, go.
0: It is not, uh, it is not generally speaking, unruly, but
1: fires have been started.
0: This is Ed McMahon. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. These ain't your. It's a dimly lit room where deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. At least for everybody else but me. Talk about that later. But today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Donald J. Trump. Republican nominee for president by God. And that's the, um, the guy that used to have the TV show that got elected president? Right, the uh, hotelier from New York. Yeah, I've been following that story. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that's good. Given our line of work, that's good. So uh, <laughs> do I understand correctly that it's um, the end of the work week, commonly called Friday? The traditional end of the Western work week, yes. Hmm.
1: I'm
0: pleased with that. Lord knows. Keeping in mind that uh, many of you work on Saturdays, I always remember that because I spent much of my life and my dad. That, da, 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 da. When I was a kid, my dad worked Monday through Friday and then half days on Saturday. So it was really Saturday at noon when we got to we got dad for the weekend. So oh, is that right? But I realize it's not the end of the work week for uh, for everyone. Anyway. Um, then then again you got the four by ten people they they were getting their drink on last night they're sleeping in (laughs) yeah exactly they're they're hammered oh yeah Uh, probably still up oh yeah dancing uh, they're not listening um i'm working from home because i didn't feel good yesterday and i the company policy is something if you don't feel good you're not supposed to come to work or something i don't know what it is you don't want you spreading the vid I've not had a fever, though, and uh, all your guidelines, you know, the fever's the big thing, and I've had no fever. I don't think I have corona. I I have a headache and a stomachache that I've had for a couple of days, and if if corona wasn't in the air, I wouldn't even have thought twice about it. I just thought it was my usual bad lifestyle. Uh, you know, uh getting what I deserve for for bad choices. Well, I but, do appreciate your your caution and and not wanting to spread the vid to the rest of us because then we'd have no show. Ah, uh, right. it's easy to forget there are other illnesses still. Well, right, yeah. It's hard to imagine how you'd get one though, because I mean, I come in contact with so few people, and I wear a mask everywhere I go, and I mm-hmm. wash my hands fifty times a day. You eat a fair amount of roadkill though. So uh, uh, yeah, I think it's self inflicted. I just. Seems like you couldn't have a two day stomach ache and no. headache from eating uh, too much A and W root beer float, could you? No, no. Yeah. no but anyway, not. you you have a uh, a microbe. I was um I was doing a little research yesterday, uh, laying around about fevers and whatnot. Because since I don't have one, at one point I thought I might be low, but I think it was just the thermometer. I need to buy a better thermometer. Those like five dollar thermometers they sell at the drugstore are practically worthless. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not great. <laughs> anyway. Um, I was kinda low, and so I did did a little research I because I didn't actually know, um, can a low temperature have something to do with COVID? Low temperature is actually an indication of uh if you have COVID and you come in low, your chance of dying is way higher than what? if you're a little than if you're a little high. Yeah, low temperature's a bad thing to have. Ur. I did not know that my temperature since I was a little kid I've been low I've been like a ninety seven point nine guy I've been similar I used that a couple yeah. times to get out of some classes when I was a kid yeah oh a low temperature <laughs> well because that that's, wow. that's
2: also can be an indicator of maybe something not right but the sure. school nurse didn't know that I run a degree or two low anyways so I I just kind of hammed oh my stomach mm. oh and <sighs> then
0: yeah yeah I need a better thermometer because I'm I don't know what I know a person should know what their baseline is because everybody's a little bit different the idea that 98.6 is true for everybody and if you're above or below it something's wrong is ridiculous um and didn't they announce a couple of weeks ago that human beings have gotten was it hotter or colder yeah i remember that discussion i don't recall the uh, the specifics i think it's gone lower anyway looking at the charts people that come in a couple of degrees below normal they're uh, they're uh, they're chance of being in the group of people that die from this is way higher than a people than someone's just a degree or two hot. Well yeah, if your core body temperature has dropped by a couple of degrees, that's not good. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know. Something's that. gone seriously wrong with the uh, the very uh, epicenter of you. Mm-hmm. You know, your 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 furnace there. On so a t- cellular level, he says with no idea what he's talking about. So has Trump wrapped up his speech yet? Oh boy. Uh, yes, we. Uh, there are reports from the uh, South Lawn that indeed the speech has ended. It was it was long. It was very long. I didn't check my watch because I wasn't wearing one uh, at the, that hour of the night. But I was sitting there thinking, "My God, this is stretched on." It was. I don't finish it long for me. I'm. I can't. I can't watch anybody. If George Washington was reanimated, <laughs> maybe I'd sit through an hour speech, but not one that's an hour fifteen. Yeah, that was crazy long. O- what? Whose idea was that? I don't even remember the end of it, honestly. I think he probably said, God bless America. Yeah, in <laughs> fact, now I, I'm certain he did, but at some point, yeah. yeah he probably did. I was just reading from. Uh, uh, there were a uh, bunch of fireworks at the end of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, it's a vague memory. And a whole. I, I bunch... may have been into my cocktails at that point. Hatch Act violation, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. A, a number of commentators said last night as I was watching the Fox Roundtable afterwards. That that was the best fireworks they've ever seen. Juan Williams on Fox said, "I go to the fireworks every year at the White House. I've seen. I'm a f- huge fireworks freak. That was the best fireworks display I've ever seen. Wow! I should have stuck <laughs> so, around for so, it. I bailed immediately. They they, must have... they they
2: did the thing where they spell out what they it shot up Trump in the air and then 2020. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. technology is impressive.
0: Um, but I was just going to say, and the the trouble with um uh you know the echo chamber and listening to people's opinions is. Uh, it, it can put in your mind what happened, you know, if you didn't see it yourself. Right. But, um,. <clears throat> John Podahurtz, who writes for the New York Post, and he's a, he's been a conservative pundit forever. But anyway, he's been glowing reviews of the Republican convention all week long. So he's not a never trumper by any means on this convention. Glowing reviews all week long how, you know, this has reset the race and, you know, amazingly and surprisingly good and, you know, giving people a reason to vote and the energy is back, blah, blah, blah. And then he said of last night, that was the worst convention speech I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I thought, I thought it, it scored some really good points you can't go that long no no you can't go that long no god i just can't imagine why i don't know i can't imagine how you you mean because obviously you'd have an idea of how long it was looking at the text sure just i i I don't know if trump's in a situation where nobody's willing to say hey nobody has anybody ever given a speech that long at a convention oh my gosh i have no idea I, i would be it's got to be uncommon well, you can say a tremendous amount in 10 minutes and oh, yeah. it all sticks in fact 10 minutes is getting a little lengthy but you, it it sticks and that's the important part there's no way you can give a 70 minute speech and have it stick except for maybe a couple of uh, you know key lines I it was an odd thing to do it was the first time he
2: was in a, in front of a crowd that size in a while maybe they I, the, maybe the fireworks weren't ready <laughs> maybe yeah, he was he was stalling for for that
0: This yeah, somebody standing old what are you sir. doing? <laughs> Somebody's standing back there giving him the stretch sign, trying to get the fireworks <laughs> exactly. ready. Still not ready, sir. Still not do, ready. Do do that thing about Biden being mad again. Yeah, <laughs> people love that. It's it's it sucks for Trump. Um, if you're a Trump fan, it's a serious disadvantage that he doesn't get his live crowd, you know, riffing mojo thing because he's as good at that maybe as anybody that's ever run for president. I mean, that's just. An amazing talent he has, and that's been taken away by COVID. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll play you some clips so you can hear what he said and, and not the whole thing. Um, again, I thought it it was uh, very, very good in places. I mean, it was what it should have been. Um, it just stretched on a bit. Yeah. Well, we, we, we speak, a, we speak at a lot of things, and we've heard a lot of people speak doing this as a living, and it just, Length is such a huge part of it. Oh yeah. Man, yep. anybody listening right now, if you're gonna speak at your local fundraiser and now you're the you know, you're the president of something club and you're gonna give a speech, nobody nobody wants a long speech. Nobody ever. Well brevity is the soul of wit, and also it could be argued persuasion. Again, there's a sweet spot where you get in what you need to get in, you make it stick, then bingo bango bango, you're out. And anything longer than that just dilutes your your effectiveness. But yeah. enough uh, enough analysis, I guess. Yeah. We you- uh, we can check in on the various cities that have been rioting. Uh, see how last night was and all that sort of stuff. Let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's the board operator Michelangelo pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
2: That was good. Um uh, the speech last night, but I wish he had mentioned Biden more.
0: You know, he hardly mentioned the guy. It was very, what was it, forty one times? Yeah, forty one times. Yeah. yeah, and he mentioned he mentioned Hillary, I think I heard fourteen times. Wow. And so he he mentioned Biden Three times, four times, as many times. I was watching now on CNN. Of course, he spoke for twice as long, so that makes a difference.
2: I was watching on CNN. I was just loving the fact that the. Uh the commentators were so appalled at the end by the opera singer that they're like, you know, this
1: is just unheard of, and <laughs> this is just so wrong. Fact and...
0: check. <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> Fact check. Nobody likes opera. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: are just horrified by it.
0: What's the so, other? Uh, what's the other act that everybody pretends to be uh, concerned with? The Mulgumans' lo- No, the Logan. The, oh, Logan, the Logan act, act okay, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there was opera blaringly loud, and on every channel, they're trying to do their punditry over it. Tucker Carlson, very dryly in the Tucker Carlson way, said, I'm sorry, it's a little tough to hear me. Of course, Washington, D.C. is a big opera town, (laughs) as you can hear. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Oh, God, who wanted that? Um, Well, they had to entertain the people sitting there on the lawn for hours. True, true that. Um, there is positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
2: Yeah, just a quick follow up on that stat so Trump mentioned Biden forty one times. The previous record of opponent's name in an acceptance speech was in nineteen ninety two by President Bush, and it was eight <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> yeah uh so uh but uh, I did hear my favorite thing I've heard of- uh, certainly from a politician, maybe since i, I don't know in how long. Uh, Republican John J. Deberry. I don't know. Hadn't uh, only learned about this gentleman uh, yesterday. He made a speech almost uh, two and a half weeks ago, something like that. It just started making the rounds on Twitter a couple days ago. I think it's phenomenal, and I I look forward to sharing that with the rest of you later on. Excellent. Cool.
0: Yeah, and worth pointing out that I don't, I don't think the election in any way is going to be won or lost on uh, last night's convention speech. I, I doubt it'll have uh, the, the, the tiniest effect on polling, but um, I don't understand what good it would do you to speak for an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, as I mentioned. Uh, Friday, August the 28th. The year 2020, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, then, let's begin officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at mark. First of all, it was far too long. 70 minutes, exactly. (laughs) And they brought out old Pavarotti again, huh? That's Chris Wallace. worth pointing out that Chris Wallace went on to say that uh, Trump did an excellent job of taking apart Biden on this and this and this and this. Just too long. Yeah. Um, So there you go. Um, How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Plus, we have Clips of the Week coming up in moments. What? Yeah, Friday. Come on, man. That's an added delight. (laughs) We just keep adding delights. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. We're going to have fun today.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: As we so nancy pelosi said yesterday uh biden shouldn't debate trump that's the highest level person in the democratic party to make that uh, statement we'll talk more about that later as a that's a pretty big deal that's as transparent as a car's windshield in my opinion but yeah we'll talk about it in a bit and and might be a good idea Mailbag coming up in a moment or two But first, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was It's Cal Clips of the Week
1: Watch me, Mr. President, watch me
0: Dodgers pulls up, three-pointer Bang! Bang! It's good!
1: Blood alone moves the wheels of history
3: (laughs) They don't sound radical to my ears They sound familiar. Our family went from cotton to Congress in one lifetime. They say Corona lingers so long, it's still making jokes about Tiger King.
0: And it's not surprising that the pandemic turned out to create the perfect conditions for people to get radicalized. Some people joined QAnon, some people ordered Pelotons, and neither of them will shut up about it.
1: Please, don't burn up property and cause havoc and tear your own homes down in my
2: son's name. You shouldn't do it. People shouldn't do it anyway. It's emotionally hurtful. Uh, but We didn't do anything to anybody. Yeah, I Why do we deserve it?
3: The record I'm trying to break is called Most Rubik's Cube solved with one hand while hula hooping. Uh, you know, I love Tom Brady, but nobody asks him about what's going on in white America.
2: I can't hang out with single guys. If you don't have a wife. We have nothing to talk about.
0: If you have a girlfriend? That's wiffle ball, my friend. Yeah, the green cherry Seinfeld. Thanks for a couple of laughs in cow, Sean, who puts it together. Don't we all need that these days? A chuckle? Hmm? Mailbag. Smile. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from the great Milton Friedman. I think that nothing is so important for freedom as recognizing in the law each individual's natural right to property and giving individuals a sense that they own something that they're responsible for, that they have control over, and that they can dispose of. It was either that or... Education spending will be most effective if it relies on parental choice and private initiative, the building blocks of success throughout our society. Hey, now, as the teachers unions forbid, they prevent your children from being educated. Right now, those are words to remember. Moving along to the correspondence proper, the note from uh, Rich in beautiful Green Oregon. Uh, thank you for thank you, Portland and California for being the best campaigns for Trump's re-election. As Trump stated last night, and I quote. We probably have this tape somewhere, but they will make every city look like Democrat-run Portland, Oregon. And the best line of the night, according to Rich, these same policies led to crippling power outages in California just last week. Biden claims to be an ally of the light when his own party can't even keep the lights on. That's a good one. Ooh. Those lines would have been powerful in a 15 minute speech. Yeah, I don't remember them. I think I just spaced off. I was probably flipping through you. I went oh, to concessions. concessions for a little bit. It must have happened when I was doing that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, concessions I, I had to go to the bathroom after a while. Yeah. We're out of time. What? There's more email to get to. Well, maybe what? later. I know. They're silencing me because I'm a conservative. Cancel culture. Right. And we'll bring up the speed on the various towns on fire. Armstrong
1: and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It is clear that a vote for Biden and the Democrats creates the risk that you will bring this lawlessness to your city, to your town, to your suburb. There is no question that this awesome job of restoring safety for our people cannot be done from your basement, Joe.
0: You know, I'd I'd meant to come back with a Trump clip. That was an error, a fumble on my part. Who was that young firebrand? (laughs) That was was Rudy, recently returned from Crazyville and actually doing a pretty good speech uh, like Rudy of old. It was obviously uh, they handed him the hatchet and said, go after Biden. Um, And I thought it was pretty good on that level. He he managed to not come off as, as a cuckoo. That's good, good. Yeah, he's, you know, a great mayor once upon a time. Uh, I'm uh, sorry. Let's go with 14, Sean. My bad.
1: Joe Biden is not a savior of America's soul. He is the destroyer of America's jobs. And if given the chance, he will be the destroyer of American greatness.
0: I'm I'm against that. I would not vote for the destroyer of American greatness. It's unappealing on no, every level. I don't want that. Well, let's see. Oh, those are those are long. There's a little to be said for it. You know uh, uh I was looking at this headline in five Go ahead. I was looking at this headline in five thirty eight. Um I like their polling and everything like that, but sometimes their analysis is so listen to this headline. This is a fair headline. Why Trump's racist appeals might be less effective in 2020. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Just declaring them automatically racist. You realize half the country doesn't consider them racist. so And indeed dismisses everything you say after that because it's such a fiction. It's such yep. a canard. Yeah. You know, all those black speakers didn't there seem to go. think so. And the people who know him best don't seem to yeah, think so. Yeah, good point. Yeah, unbelievable. On the other hand, you got Biden, who's the destroyer of American greatness. Um, let's do clip fifteen. What? Who wants that? Nobody.
1: Biden's record is a shameful roll call of the most catastrophic betrayals and blunders in our lifetime. He has spent his entire career on the wrong side of history. Biden voted for the NAFTA disaster, the single worst trade deal ever enacted. <laughs> He supported China's entry into the World Trade Organization, one of the greatest economic disasters of all time. Lock him up. After those Biden calamities, the United States lost one in four manufacturing jobs. We laid off workers in Michigan, Ohio, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and many other states. They didn't want to hear Biden's hollow words of empathy. They wanted their jobs back.
0: Yeah. That's that's really good. Yeah, and there was yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, there were several parts in sixty-nine. That that I more thought were minutes. Good. just was too was long. the thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree with this. I agree with this headline. Melania Trump steals show with lime green gown. I really like that. Showing
2: that she is not yet internet savvy in the ways that green is what you use to often do chroma key kind of things. And there were numerous oh. pictures of people uh, inserting images on top of her dress. Oh no! Various things that were were not flattering to the
0: Trump. Oh no! Really? They use yeah, that so as an opportunity for direction. I actually. I actually wonder if they did that on purpose. So I was looking at a mm-hmm. quote from somebody on the Internet saying, uh, well, Melania couldn't decide what color dress to wear. So the Internet gets to decide for her because it's the perfect color for putting anything on there. I wonder if they did that on purpose. Then you bring a whole bunch of hatred toward Melania and you get to say, look how awful the other side is. Any chance of that? Or is that two three-dimensional chessy? She just wore a green dress and bah. didn't think twice about it. I yeah, I don't, I don't Probably. know, and I can't. Twenty seven hundred dollars if you want to wear. I mean, unless she wore an a Tommy bomb, one this weekend, I will bug. not engage in a discussion of what Melania wore. I refuse to <laughs> on any. Well, is a model. You, you almost got me. Oh, she's pretty. She pretty. Is a she's a model. She pulls it off pretty well. There, you know, to the topic uh, of I the just, length of know. the speech, um, uh, a couple of thoughts. Number one. Back in like the Lincoln Douglas days, that would be the afternoon you'd go hear a couple of politicians uh, argue, but that was also a back and forth, which makes it a little more sporty um, On the other hand, uh, Gary just sent us this quote from the fabled eighteenth century preacher and revivalist George Whitefield, who once said, "To preach more than half an hour, a man should be an angel himself or have angels for hearers." I think that's a pretty good policy, and that was before Netflix. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm not sure what that has to do with it, but... That was when you had nothing else to do. Well, when you had nothing else to do, they believed a half hour was too long. When I got a phone in my pocket with all the world's delights in it, you better come up with a a speech that's a little pithier than that. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. Oh, did you see a couple of more sports leagues uh, shut down? Hockey. I've been touting hockey as continuing to play and not being politically correct, but they they postponed some playoff games or announced they were going to or something so all the young athletes Oh really? I thought the I thought the sports I thought the sports leagues were going the other direction now. The NBA starting back up. Well, hockey was late to the game. Apparently they're you know, up in Canada doing Canadian things.
2: Seems like games are going to be coming back online this weekend and there was just kind of this 48 hours of uh, reflection, I guess. <laughs>
0: What what does that mean? They were up in Canada doing Canadian things. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a mystery, really, what they're up to up there. I mean, it has to do with moose. No and telling. And, uh, and the wearing of toques, but it's all cloudy. It's very tukes. cloudy. Yes. Right. Michael J. Fox is involved somehow. Yeah. Hey, the toque, Sean, it's uh, what people call a beanie these days. It's uh, My wife refuses to call them beanies because a beanie is a little hat with a propeller on it. So she calls them knit caps, but (laughs) we're not hip people. I don't know if you've gotten that sense. Not really. I still call them stocking caps, which gets a heck of a laugh out of everybody I'm ever around. (laughs) So you're wearing your stocking cap. What is it with us? We saw uh, the other day we were coming home. It was hot as hell. And there were some teenagers playing a little pickup game of football, not socially distancing. Oh, do I love it when uh, various reporters say that, but. Uh, they're playing a little pickup game of football out on like the lawn of the park there by my house, and and the one kid was wearing the uh, the stocking cap, <laughs> the knit cap, the baby. had his sock hat on as my dad would say. <laughs> um, what, what is it with yeah, the, I, the I, youngsters I wearing them when it's a so damn hot? I don't know. I don't get that. It's, it's, I don't remember any fashion trends when I was young. I mean, there were ridiculous fashion trends you can't justify on any level, but none of them made you incredibly uncomfortable. The idea of wearing a, a a hat on your head when it's 90 degrees outside, I don't,
2: I don't understand that at all. Well, I've seen some of the jeans and pictures of the 70s. You're not telling me those are comfortable. (laughs)
0: Well, they they framed everything up, you know, You get to be able to see what you're dealing with. Yeah, but there are no fashions like we're shirtless in Chicago in January just because that was hip. So, yeah, I'm dying of exposure, but <laughs> you weren't a damn it head. It's hot out. I don't get it. God, those 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 uh, knit caps have to smell like a horse stall at the end of a end of a day of walking around in the summer. You would think so. It can't be appealing to the... (laughs) The violence is spreading to America's uh, cities. There's a big, violent, crazy protest in Sacramento. Rand Paul was surrounded and threatened by a mob right near the White House. And and he made some strong statements, which I loved. I want to hear that. All right. So well, we'll we'll get to that coming up next.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. So I don't know this story. Um, I just saw it briefly that Rand Paul got attacked again. Is that is this lawn related in any way? No, 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 uh, no lawn care uh, tie-in. As far as I can see, he left the speech last night and got surrounded by an angry, threatening mob. He, He tells the tale he was on Fox and Fiends uh, this morning. Why don't we just let Rand tell it? We'll stop and start and discuss as needed.
3: And then we say we'll get an Uber to go all the way back where we came from, and we wanted to be dropped off at the hotel. But as we got close to it, the streets were blocked, and no one would let us through. And what happened is there was two blocks, and I regret that I made this decision, but I said we're going to walk the two blocks. We walked one block. But as we walked one block, we could see some police in the distance, but we also saw a mob of about 30 people marching and yelling. They all of a sudden saw me right as we got to the policeman fortunately or I don't think we'd have survived. We got to the policeman and I the policeman I don't think recognized me and as they came closer they were shouting my name and the crowd doubled to 60 mm-hmm. and then it doubled again to 120 and as they were surrounding us and it got closer and closer and everybody kept pushing back the policemen were forming a, a barricade with their bodies I whispered to the policeman they know who I am you've got to get reinforcements it's going to get worse. He called for reinforcements but- we didn't get any reinforcements we waited but the crowd was getting bigger and bigger and pushing in uh... there were yelling threats they were trying to push the police over to get to me they were grabbing at us and it got worse and worse and worse And then finally, we decided to make a move. I said, we've we've got to move. If there's not going to be reinforcements, we have to try to get to the hotel, which was another block. And they were shouting threats, you know, to us, to to kill us, to hurt us. But they're also saying, shouting, say her name, Breonna Taylor. And it's like, you couldn't reason with this, mob. but I'm actually the author of the Breonna Taylor law to end no-knock raids. So the irony is lost on these idiots that they're trying to kill the person who's actually trying to get rid of no-knock raids. So
0: uh that that point was brilliantly made and he makes another point that I want to feature in a, a minute or two but the the level of ugly in the air the violence in the air is really extraordinary. Oh yeah, it's just a matter of time before a senator gets killed, a family gets killed. You know, when you have mobs running around like this, this 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 hot, it's just a matter of time. Uh, there, it really, it really is. You're on the Titanic and you see the iceberg, and everybody, everybody knows it's coming, and you just wait because I mean, it, it is going to happen. Yeah, there was uh, a violent mob in Sacramento, California, overnight. Uh, the The city leaders in Denver. Oh, next next hour, got to bring you this. Um, the The director of public safety in Denver. That's not his formal title, but it's something like that. Uh, Murphy Murphy Robinson, who's a, a black man. Actually, there's a, a black fellow who's the um, the mayor of Denver as well, and they're both Democrats. They were bringing it. They sounded like Donald J. With their "Don't bring that crap to Denver," or "Here's what's going to happen to you." It was really great. But you know, okay, I understand Rand's point, and it it shows you just how. Um You know the trouble with vigilante justice and mobs and all that sort of thing because it doesn't make any sense. But even if he was the opposite, you can't have mobs attacking senators because they disagree with their policies either. So you know the irony that they agree with him is you know something. But if he was, for instance, I, I think Chuck Schumer may be the reincarnation of Satan on Earth, but I don't want a mob to surround him and attack him. Of course not. That's craziness. Yeah, it is. That's no way to run a country. And this has been growing for years, like we were talking about yesterday. When when people surrounded Mitch McConnell in a restaurant and were screaming at him, when people surrounded uh, Sarah Huckabee and the, the owner of the restaurant kicked her out, and then the mob followed her to the next restaurant, so she had to go home. Everybody just thought, well, that's kind of funny if you hate her, and, uh, you know, who cares? Well, you knew this where, this is where this was going. Of course. Well, we tried to tell everybody, but... Uh, I believe the uh, the present company probably thought we were right and then is saying the same stuff. Hey, Rand uh, had more to say. Let's
3: roll on with Rand Paul. And they were shouting and screaming and just, it, it really, these people were unhinged. But I can't tell you how I'm not sure we would have made it. So as we're walking, sort of surrounded by the police, they're attempting to push the police over to get to me. So at one point they push a policeman backwards, he stumbles, and he's trying to catch his balance, and I catch the back of his flak jacket to stabilize him and you know make sure that he's okay because he's our defense. I mean if if he's down the mob's loose on us. And you've seen the pictures of what they do to you. If the police are not there, if you defund the police, if we become Portland, if America becomes Portland, what's going to happen is people are going to be pummeled and kicked in the head and and left senseless on the curb. That would have happened to us. I promise you, had we not had the D.C. police to support us, we are thankful that we have police and we've got to wake up. We can't have the whole country. We can't have Joe Biden rule the country and have no police.
0: Yeah, we we need to get to the point where he talks about the uh, he considers these mobs organized crime, and they're conducting interstate organized crime. And Rand Paul called for the FBI to seriously investigate the it. Rico Act and yeah, well, that sort of thing. But he he named uh, he doesn't name check per se, but he uh, he he discusses the supplying and transport of these people as evidence that it's uh, interstate crime. That's interesting from, you know, a legal standpoint where you could bring extra heat down trying to figure out what's going on with the pallets of bricks and all that sort of stuff that show up in various cities like immediately. Um, Obviously, it's organized nationally. There's a story out of Wisconsin, actually, Madison. Uh, An alert citizen tipped the Kenosha Police Department to three suspicious vehicles without a state plates Wednesday night. It led to the arrest of nine people authorities suspect were plotting some sort of criminal activity related to recent violent protests. Um, uh, according to the statement posted on the Kenosha PD's Facebook page, they found the vehicles, a black school bus, a bread truck, and a tan minivan. Uh, when the vehicles headed to a gas station on Washington Road, law enforcement close behind, uh, according, they stopped uh, with the suspects in custody, officers searched the vehicles, discovered helmets, gas masks, protective vests, illegal fireworks, and suspected controlled substances. Well, there's a shock. Uh, according to the organization that sent those vehicles, Riot Kitchen 206, they were only there to uh, serve meals to people at the demonstration. Uh, apparently the menu included helmets, shields, and explosives. Sure. Will that that Rand Paul story should get national attention. Is it on anywhere but Fox? Will MSNBC and CNN have a minute today on the fact that Rand Paul was nearly attacked, a U.S. senator, by a mob walking down the street? Is that going to get any attention outside of Fox? Yes, senator terrorized, you'd think, would would make the news. And we will have the other part of his interview coming up in a couple of minutes where he makes the point he makes. But um, I think, and this is good, I think America is waking up. Whether it's in the halls of power or voters uh, responding to polls, the focus groups we've been hearing about. Um, we've been trying to tell you for a long time, this is not going away. It's growing. These people are serious. They're not civil rights demonstrators. They're Marxists. They're vicious. They believe they are justified in perpetrating any act of violence because they think you're a fascist if, for instance, you love the United States of America. So I'm glad people are finally waking up. Uh, the confronting of the bully Ain't going to be pretty. I feel like that story would have been huge 15 years ago. It would have been the national story, mm-hmm. regardless of party. But that's not the way it works anymore. No, no, indeed. For for various reasons, partisan and just... Uh, you, it's pretty sensational. You think if anybody got any video of it, you got a, a U.S. senator one of the most famous senators in the country, honestly, getting surrounded and terrorized by an angry mob, yeah. you think was that he with his... on, You know, on a loop, as they say. Did he say he was with his wife? I believe he was, yes. Wow. Yeah, and some other family members. I'm not sure who exactly. Oh, so, well, go well, ahead. I, 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 when, I hope he does more interviews. I'd like to know when he says, I'm not sure we would have made it, what, what he means by that. Well, he thinks they would have been kicked and pummeled and the rest of it. Well, oh, that's that goes without saying. I think that's uh, yeah. I think that's guaranteed. Well, I don't know if he thinks he'd have been killed or not. Well, earlier in that clip, he said, "I don't think we would have survived." Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's a man pushing sixty. He's just recovering from grievous injuries administered by his insane French, uh, you know, overly picky about lawn care neighbor. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm sure he was very very worried about that. God, what an extraordinary story! Yeah, it's it's incredible. So the restaurant, Paul, coming up uh, also. Uh, The the folks in Denver bringing it. Denver. Wow. Impressed. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of Denverites who say, no, these guys are idiots. But the the stuff I saw is really, really strong. Plus, and this will have echoes around the country, the California Supreme Court has ordered Governor Gavin Nussolini to justify school closure orders. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's a big deal. Yeah. So all sorts of good stuff to get to. Oh gosh! I don't mean, know. You know some uh, amusing, funny stuff too. Uh, the usual thing here on the Armstrong and Getty Show: the news of the day, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Please do stay tuned if you can to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty.